Welcome to First Formation, spiritual exercise for Christian soldiers looking to get the fuck up and pray. Join Pew Pew HQ every weekday morning to hear the good news through grunts and with grunts in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 145, verses 10 through 18. All your work shall give thanks to you, O Lord, and all your faithful shall bless you. They shall speak of the glory of your kingdom and tell of your power, to make known to you all, to all people your mighty deeds and the glorious splendor of your kingdom. Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and your dominion endures throughout all generations. The Lord is faithful in all his words and gracious in all his deeds. The Lord upholds all who are falling and raises up all who are bowed down. The eyes of all look to you, and you give them their food in due season. You open your hand, satisfying the desire of every living thing. The Lord is just in all his ways and kind in all his doings. The Lord is near to all who call on him, to all who call on him in truth. 1 Kings chapter 19, verses 19 through 21. So he set out from there and found Elisha, son of Shaphath, who was plowing. There were twelve yoke of oxen ahead of him, and he was with the twelfth. Elijah passed by him and threw his mantle over him. He left the oxen, ran after Elijah, and said, Let me kiss my father and my mother, and then I will follow you. Then Elijah said to him, Go back again. For what have I done to you? He returned from following him, took the yoke of oxen, and slaughtered them, using the equipment from the oxen. He boiled their flesh and gave it to the people, and they ate. Then he set out and followed Elijah and became his servant. Colossians chapter 1, verses 9 through 14. For this reason, since the day we heard it, we have not ceased praying for you, and asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of God's will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding, so that you may lead lives worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to Him as you bear fruit in every good work, and as you grow in the knowledge of God. May you be made strong with all the strength that comes from His glorious power, and may you be prepared to endure everything with patience, while joyfully giving thanks to the Father, who has enabled you to share in the inheritance of the saints in the light. He has rescued us from the power of darkness, and transferred us into the kingdom of his beloved Son, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. Good morning, and welcome to the eighth Thursday after Pentecost. This is Brother Logan Isaac, broadcasting from Walkersville, Maryland. This morning's readings come to us from Psalm 145, 1 Kings 19, and Colossians 1. Um, it, uh, I was reading and I, was, I thought to myself, I, I cannot figure out what the heck is going on with Elisha and Elijah, uh, in the first Kings reading. Um, but it struck a chord. It made me think of this, uh, moment in, uh, in the new Testament. I had to look it up. It's in Luke nine, um, where Jesus, it's just kind of this thing that, you know, it, it seems like enough people knew that Jesus said it that Luke and Matthew put it in. 
um, Matthew, there's like two parts. First is like um, Jesus is um, going around and someone says, um, or Jesus tells someone, follow me. And they say, oh, let me bury my father first. And, and Jesus says, let the dead bury the dead. That happens in both Luke and Matthew. Um, but in Luke, it goes on, and there's another one that says, um, another person says, I'll follow you, but first let me say farewell to those at my home. And that's when Jesus says, no one who puts a hand to the plow and looks back is fit for the kingdom of God. Um, and it seems like a, a parallel. The the hand of the plow, I don't think, happens anywhere else in the Gospels. It's just Luke. And... Um, that's what made me think of, or this reading from First Kings 19, made me think of that passage. Because I was trying to figure out, well, what's going on? Um, it's when, you know, Eli- Elisha becomes Elijah's, Elijah's disciple. Um, and what happens is, um, Elijah seems to be saying, look, you're going to be burdened with the same, you know, mission or whatever that I have. He throws his yoke over Elisha, and um, the yoke was, you know, basically this wooden thing that you put over an oxen and then attach ropes to it so that they can pull the plow. Um, and so he comes by, puts that on Elisha, kind of seeming to suggest that he's telling Elisha, "Look, you're going to, you're going to be after me. You are following me." And. <clears throat> um, he says, let me kiss my father and mother, then I'll follow you, which sounds a whole lot like um, this passage in um, in Luke. Instead of kissing, it's just saying farewell to those at my home. Um, and Eli- Elijah says, okay, he, sa- well, he says, go back again, for what have I done to you? And that one's, it's not entirely clear what he says or what the meaning of it is. He could be exasperated and saying, you know, yeah, go ahead and go back because what I did was meaningless. Um, or he might be you know, kind of cautioning him, uh, remember what it is that's just happened. Um, but <clears throat> um, Elisha does return, but instead of um, kissing his father and mother, he he takes this yoke and slaughters the the oxen, um, and then he uses the equipment to boil the flesh, and he and he distributed the food to everyone, and they ate. Then he became. Then they went off, and Elijah, and, Eli- and Elisha were um, were you know Elisha was his disciple and became his servant. It says, um, and this, it still seems, you know that it. it draws up the the saying he who hesitates is lost right you know sometimes there there are things where um you know you might not recognize the value of something and so you hesitate um or you take too long thinking about whether or not to kind of jump on board um and with jesus you know it's just as one i, I couldn't find it anywhere else i could be wrong um but it's just kind of throwaway line um, that just seems so similar. Um, and it, it happens in this kind of like, you know, you know, the, it seems almost like they're all clumped together in Luke. And it's like, oh yeah, and Jesus said this, and Jesus said this, and Jesus said this. 
um, because it seems kind of, you know, uh, condescending or something. No one who puts a hand to the plow and looks back is fit for the kingdom of God. Um, and I don't know what to make really of, I have never, I mean, for some reason, this one line is fairly popular. It's really pithy and kind of self-contained, you know, just two verses or something. Um, and it, it makes me, I don't know, it just challenges my, uh, my image of, uh, God, the son, you know, Jesus doesn't seem to do that too often, but he does. He talks down to this woman at the well and he says, you know, I only came for the children of Israel. Um, um, but it, it also reminds me of boot camp. Um, you know, you say goodbye to your father and mother and then, uh, you know, you're, you're separated from them, uh, made your own person to go and pursue this life that, you know, is filled with meaning and, um, it's supposed to be really cool and fun and blah, blah, blah. Who knows why Alicia wants to become Elijah's disciple. Um, it's a lot of hardship and, and, uh, uh, austerity and, you know, the, the aromatic life, the, the life of hermits is not, you know, all that fun. And yet he clearly desires to follow this prophet just as this, um, person wants to follow Jesus, but is like, you know, how do I sort out? How do I balance, um, you know, my, my existing connections, right? Um, <clears throat> and, and I, I say it's in basic because the first thing that, you, that happens when you, um, arrive at the, we call them starships is they yell at you. Um, you know, no one puts a hand to the plow and looks back It's fit for the kingdom of God, you know, kind of challenging, um, the, the, you know, not the credibility or the, the authenticity of this person who says, I, I want to follow you, but let me just. Let me just take care of this one thing. Um, Jesus calls us to separate, to, um, to, you know, if 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 He is God and we are interested in following Him, there will be other demands on our attention and our our um, our worship, right? Um, and if if nothing else, this passage in both reminds us that. Um, there are some things worth losing other things for. Um, and that might be family. You know, in another passage, Jesus says, I come not to bring peace, but a sword. I'll divide father from son, mother from daughter, um, because there will be people who disagree very sharply with what we believe, um, who have ideas about what the faith requires that differ from our understanding of what the faith requires. Um, and you can only hem and haw and go back and forth so much. At some at some point, you need to take put your hand to the plow and and follow what um, where Jesus is leading. Um, in the same way, uh, you know, you if if you've accepted this yoke, this light burden that Jesus says he has that he offers, um, you know, it's it's up to you to accept it. You know, not delay it, not hem and haw, but to um, take the yoke that, that he gives us and carry it. Um, and so that's, uh, you know, the military service, I think, because of the 
circumstances in America today, um, uh, the the meaning that we give it, um, the kind of importance that we, you know, pump into it, um, can feel very much like you know a whole lifestyle. You know, it's not. You can think of the aromatic uh, kind of lifestyle as as like a thing. Um, you know, it's difficult. There's you know supposedly battle involved. You might be battling demons or false prophets or magicians. Um, and so it's this undertaking, this grand undertaking. I just watched the the Loki series, and you know it gives you the sense of a glorious purpose. Um, it's it, it can. I don't mean to say that the, the military service is a faith in and of itself, um, but these things are mirrored in our in our lives. Um, that the um, that the military, um, you know, imitates uh, the life of faith. Um, you know, it's it's cloistered. It's um, it has certain demands that uh, society doesn't have. Society at large. Um, and if we hesitate, you know, that's the first thing they teach you in boot camp is, you know, you have to trust your instincts. You have to, uh, you know, be aware of how high the stakes are. You know, if you're going to do this thing, if you're going to, if you have this, you know, battle plan, once it, you know, once you hit, uh, tea time, it's, it's go. Like you don't, you don't, um, begin and then stop. Um, and so the, uh, I don't know exactly what you know, what's going on with. I want to kiss my father and mother, but I'm going to go burn these oxen instead. Um, but there are parallels, and it definitely makes me wonder the similarity uh, between these two passages in Luke and um, oh my goodness, First Kings, First um, Kings 19. Um, I'm sure that the that either Jesus and or the writers had this little passage in mind and trying to make sense of it, uh, uh, and and did their best. Um, hopefully, better, hopefully better than I have. A prayer for families, adapted from the Book of Common Prayer. Almighty God, our heavenly home, we commend to your continual care the houses in which your people dwell. Put far from us, we beseech you, every root of bitterness, the despair of vainglory, and the pride of life. Fill them with faith, virtue, knowledge, temperance, patience, godliness. Knit together in constant affection those who in holy wedlock have been made one flesh. Turn the hearts of the parents to the children, and the hearts of the children to the parents, and so enkindle fervent charity among us all that we may evermore be kindly affection to one another. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Thank you for falling into First Formation, where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hardy folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, you can participate in one of the three following ways. First, you can support the podcast at patreon.com slash pewpewhq. You can contribute as little as a dollar a month, and you can cancel at any time if I ever piss you off. Second, you can become a co-host by recording a lectionary reading for a future episode. 
Instructions will be provided, and you don't have to be a grunt to collaborate with Pew Pew HQ in this or any way. Finally, you can also record and send prayer requests of a minute or less. Prayers can be included in the episode, read anonymously if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off-air. So there you have it, three ways to participate in First Formation. I hope you'll continue to listen, even if I can't convince you to jump in. This has been Brother Logan Isaac, always faithful, always family. Semper Familia.